NPTE StudyCast. All right, welcome to NPTE StudyCast, back with Bridget Ripa. We're gonna take a look inside hemorrhagic stroke. We've done ischemic stroke and now look at the different type. How do you describe it? Really layman's terms, it's just a brain bleed, but a little bit more specific, it's a ruptured blood vessel that leads to that excessive bleeding in the brain. Just like an ischemic stroke, we know blood vessels and the brain. Yes. Anything else or different areas that could be involved? I think the biggest thing is to consider is one, that these are the strokes with the higher mortality rates much less common than ischemic strokes, but they have higher mortality. And then the other thing to consider is whether it's an intracerebral stroke or a subarachnoid stroke. You're gonna have to do those again, break them down for me real quick. Okay, so intracerebral hemorrhage would be a rupture of blood vessels within the brain, usually in the basal ganglia, cerebellum, brainstem. They're usually caused by hypertension, alcohol and drug abuse, too much like overdose of anticoagulants. And then you've got your subarachnoid hemorrhages, which are still a rupture of the blood vessel. It just is dependent on the location. So in the subarachnoid space between the brain and the skull. Differential diagnosis. What else could it be? You know, hemorrhagic strokes can also be aneurysms that have burst. So it could be something like that. And then it could be an ischemic stroke, which we talked a little bit in the, that topic about how to rule out or rule in a hemorrhagic stroke versus an ischemic stroke. Encephalopathy, seizures, hypoglycemia, and then sometimes even conversion disorder. Special tests. How do we prove it or disprove it? Any tests we can use? Yeah, so similar to an ischemic stroke, the CT is always going to be the primary imaging for initial evaluation of stroke. Um, because it's so available and quickly performed, but it serves to rule out hemorrhagic stroke Got and it. it may identify an ischemic lesion. So um, CT is probably going to be what you see first, but then an MRI could be used as follow-up. Treatment examples. After a hemorrhagic stroke is when they start their rehabilitation with a physical therapist. What's a PT going to focus on? What does the patient look like? These patients are really fun to work with because they typically rehab a lot quicker because their rehab is dependent on just the reabsorption of the blood in the brain. I still go back to my ICF model. I still am looking at their body function and structure impairments, their activity limitations, and their um, participation restrictions. But again, you're, you're gonna be treating them a lot of the same way that you do with your ischemic stroke patients. So looking at motor learning, task-specific training, neuromuscular re education, weight bearing, tone management. Um, again, you want to do high intensity, blocked practice, progressive exercises with these patients. It's also important to consider other aspects of treating a patient who's had a stroke, whether it's ischemic or hemorrhagic. So you're going to want to consider their sensation, perception, you know, whether they have any kind of visual field deficits, neglect, pusher syndrome, agnosias, apraxia, spatial relations disorders. You also want to consider their communication. Be aware of differences between speech versus language. So dysarthria, aphasia, and then you also want to consider cognition. So their memory, judgment, attention, processing, problem solving, because all of those things are going to affect your interventions and how the patient's going to be able to participate. Here's your example question. We know this will be on the test because it comes up frequently. How will it be tested? What can we expect it to look like on the MPTE? 
because hemorrhagic strokes can be so widespread. If they're gonna ask you a question, it's probably gonna be maybe not even specific to a hemorrhagic stroke, but just stroke in general. A good question could be, what type of intervention would be most appropriate for a female who's incurred a stroke and is demonstrating a scissoring gait pattern? And the answer would be lateral stepping in order to widen the base of support and still be working on test-specific training. Very, very broad. I like the difference between ischemic and hemorrhagic. You know, if I were about to take the test, I would listen to those a couple different times and, and focus on the similarities and then the differences, and that's what will set you apart on the test. NPTE Study Cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.